Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, it's Jesse Cove and I am on with Chris Gordon from Hellblazer Blitz. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to get that last one right. You can, you can include this probably. It'd be really funny. <laughs> All right. Ready? Hey guys, it's Jesse Cove. I'm here with Chris Gordon and I am on Hellblazer Biz. Everyone, as you can see, I have the privilege and honor of the company of Jesse Cove, uh, actor from the United States uh, today. So, hey, Jesse, again, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Hey, guys, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of people who've contacted me are ones who've obviously seen you in Cobra Kai, <laughs> right. which is yeah, family tradition, I think. <laughs> yes, very much so, very much so. And I'm, I'm blessed that, that, it's, that it's worked out this way. Yeah, it must be pretty. I mean, obviously, some of the questions we focused around that, but it's got that's got to be pretty cool, like to be able to, you know, to be on the same show and and that. Well, your pretty, your dad pretty much is on, and obviously, was one of the founder members of thirty odd years ago. It's amazing. I mean, it's such a you know, I I really feel honored, and I I'm also a huge fan of the show, and obviously a fan of the movies. So mm. for me, it's like um, it's a, it's as if I'm not connected at all. Um, and then you know, I'm lucky enough to have the the family tied to it. But, you know, I, I, I honor it as if, uh, you know, I, I wasn't connected to it. And I, I'm also, I nerd out at the same time. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, yeah, everyone I speak to who's been on the show, to be fair, has said the same thing, that they're just complete massive fans and they just come, they nerd out all over. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's yeah. great. I mean, it must be such a great project to work on, to be fair. It's like, it's, um, it, they just did it so well, uh, I think, just bringing it back and, uh, you know, you've got the, the big three. Uh, their vision seems to have just encapsulated because I'm, I mean, I'm of the age anyway that I remember it originally when it first came out. I was at the cinema watching it. That's how old I am. <laughs> so it's like, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, I remember, you know, to bring it back and, and to keep the characters like they are. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just fantastic, especially Johnny. You know, he's, I like, I've seen Johnny all the way. The guy's hysterical. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I think that was one of the things that, you know, John, Josh, and Hayden wanted to. The gardeners. <laughs> um, I think that was one of the important things that they wanted to do was to keep that '80s nostalgia, uh, because everybody you know loves that, and who mm-hmm. doesn't? 
Um, I wasn't even born in the eighties and I love it. <laughs> and, um, I think that's why people resonate with it so much. And also the generational aspect of it too, that, you know, people who watched it in the eighties were able to watch it now, maybe with their kids or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, new friends or an experience it in, in a whole new way and revisit that, which it, I think is, it's just fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and, and it does, it's just, just encapsulate like you say it's encapsulated a whole brand new audience and i can sit with my 14 year old son and watch it and, and it's it's a whole new thing for him i've got him introduced to the karate kid first so i could watch, you know of get, a, get a, understand it all and yeah it's it's fun it's just amazing um so to find a bit more about yourself jesse then aj wilhelm actually asked this and i asked i would have asked the same thing is what when did you get the acting bug i mean i've, I've obviously read into your past and stuff but when did you get it was it seen your dad was acting and, and uh you just you, you sort of I mean you're immersed in that entertainment industry from from the get go I guess so when did it hit you that this is what you wanted to do? Um, it, it, well, what's funny is I've talked about this before. Um, you know, my my family never pushed me to be in the industry. It was always you know a choice, and it was always an mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. Um, was was the entertainment industry it was always around us. I was traveling all the time to see my dad and and to watch him. You know, uh, on on doing different movies that he was doing. And I was fortunate enough to like travel the world with him. And um, I was always around it. So I really enjoyed it. It was like I was a kid in a candy shop because like every set I went on, it was like, uh, you know, some amazing new thing. It was some it was either a fantasy thing or, or a Western or a mm-hmm. you know futuristic movie um, or drama cop movie, all this stuff. And so that was really exciting. I would I would always rather go be with my dad than be in school. <laughs> it was always just more, <laughs> more fun for me. And, um, you know, we balanced it out, which worked out. And I think just naturally I I was drawn to it and I couldn't get away from it. I, every time there was a movie, I I always love watching movies as well. I'm just such a, you know, um, a cinema fanatic Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I love watching other people work and I love the work of an actor as well. Like I I'll get emotional just seeing the commitment level of another actor, how far they went with a with a character, because I understand the passion of that. And yeah, you know, it's uh, so when I was a young, when I was younger, I just, I, I was always in high school plays and I love doing that. And I love making people laugh and I love comedy and I would perform magic as a little kid in front of my family. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and then my dad would ask me, Oh, do you want to have some fun on set? I said, sure. And you know, we did that a few times. And then, you know, when I was about 18, I was also in several different film schools. I went to New York Film Academy for a little bit because uh, I love directing as well. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just started doing it professionally when I was 18, got an agent, got started with that. And, you know, I've just never looked back since. And again, to me, it's every movie, every role has its own challenges, but it really never feels like work to me when I'm doing it, when I'm on set, because I'm always having yeah. fun no matter what's going on, even if it's a, a heavy dramatic scene. I'm doing what I love and I'm very lucky to, to do that. And so, um, again, no regrets and, uh, happy to be doing it. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. I was going to say, I bet there were some heavy scenes in the film on the post that you've got on your wall behind you. Do you know, as well? Oh, uh, <laughs> this is probably the most, this is the most physically and emotionally draining movie I've ever done. And I'm also, it's one of my proudest, which is why I have it so big <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, yeah, I mean, anything to do with that, I guess, because it's got, obviously it's, it happened. It's, it's a major historical event that happened. So I guess, yeah, just, I mean, I was actually lucky enough the other day to speak to Matthew Leach, who played um, Sergeant Talbot, Tab, uh, Floyd Talbot in Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is my, one of my all-time favourite shows anyway. And, and I was talking to him about the same sort of the emotion of playing someone in like a war film, and especially World War II film, where, you yeah. know, and, and there, is, there's just, there is that emotional 
attachment that you, you do get when you're when you're in that kind of a role very much so it's a it's interesting because when you're doing like a war movie which i really love i mm. i love doing period pieces i love and world war ii is one of my favorite subjects um you know there there's a certain understanding of like the character of like a soldier because back then they thought a bit differently than now in the sense of like people are much more open with their emotions you know in today's society back yeah. then it wasn't so much and was looked you know, I guess down upon a little bit more. So, you know, you kind of have to figure out like, oh, you know, back then these characters, they're dealing with these really heavy emotional issues, but they don't want to show it so much. And then you got to play that and think about those things. So it's really, it's really a joy to go into all that stuff. I can imagine, I can imagine you're right. It's, it's a, yeah, completely different. Even back in the eighties when I was, it was a completely different way of thinking. You couldn't open up and it was, you know, um, very much so now, especially with mental health and stuff. That's, it's a great way to step forward because, Back in the in the wartime, you know, people were getting shot, weren't they? Basically, by their own side, the cowardice when just right. because they were, you know, the PTSD and struggling and things. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's just a different time, and I can't. I've met obviously several veterans, my grandfather and stuff, and and uh, and I just couldn't imagine people like him in a war situation because yeah, they were just they right. come out again. They finished. He was a school teacher, so he finished the war. He was actually a phantom which is worked with David Niven. He served under David Niven in the war in, in wow. Phantoms, setting up communications wow. behind enemy lines and things. And wow. Yeah, he came back. I, never, I didn't talk to him about the war. I'm gutted, but he came out. And my dad always said, just came back out and went back to being an English teacher. And it was just that, wow. enti- it was that entire generation, isn't it? They just stop and that's it. They go to war, do their business, come back, and then carry on their normal lives again. Fascinating. Of- it's just fascinating. And it's interesting, too, because like it ties into you know you talk about the emotional state like cobra kai like the emotional era of that time and yeah. they kind of bring it back a little bit and then it's been molded and changed a bit it's modified which is mm-hmm. you know which is very interesting definitely definitely you've also i mean you mentioned there as well and i know you, you have trod the boards of broadway or off broadway as well so how do you find acting on stage compared to acting on screen you know it's funny i I had this conversation with, cause I, 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 another movie I did with actually funny enough, you know, Joseph Fiennes um, mm-hmm. called on wings of Eagles. Uh, we can talk about more of that later, but I asked him a similar question cause he's done so much stage and he's so prolific and incredible. And even mm. his family as well, and his brother, um, you know, and I asked him, I asked him a question. I was like, you know, when you're, when you're doing your work on the stage and when you're doing, you know, your cinema work, I was like, do you, do you take a lot of this stuff home with you? Do you, do you bring these characters home with you? And he was like, he was like, no, I, you know, I am, um, he's very soft-spoken. And he's like, no, I, I don't, I don't very much keep it all at home. I, I don't even have movie posters in my house. And it was just really funny to like hear him talk about some of that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, in my realm, uh, I obviously have movie posters in my house. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's my ego. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, no, yeah, I did some like trophies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I even keep little mementos from all the, the movies that I've done. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I think theater is incredible. Love doing theater. Mm-hmm. To me, theater is the epitome of, of what an actor does and to, to perform on stage in front of an audience and, and, you know, be the true thespian that we are. I think if you can do that, you can do anything. And I did some off robbery, which was really a nice treat and a nice highlight in my life. And because my dad's from New York as well. So to be able to go to New York as a young man and do some Broadway, um, uh, off Broadway in theater was, was just a delight. And I cannot wait to go back and do it again. And also the most challenging as well, because when you're on stage, it's just one go and that's it. You don't get, you can't stop. You can't start again. You got to get it right. And, um, so I think if anybody, you know, obviously I think anybody should do theater and, and test it out. And I did a show 
that was actually here in Los Angeles. Uh, it was called the Columbine Project. So it was actually a really, really heavy story um, all about the, the Columbine shootings that happened in Colorado in, in the, uh, the late 90s, I think. And um, so basically we took that to the stage here and then it got picked up and we got it, we took it to New York. And it was an incredible, incredible story uh, written by Paul Storiel. And um, we were there for several months and it was, uh, it was incredible, incredible experience out there. My dad came out. It was, it was a great moment. <clears throat> fantastic fantastic it is it's um i can imagine i do t- the amount of actors i talk to I, I always love hearing how people think how you guys think about the stage and screen because they are different but obviously the, the experiences people can have from different ones it's it's really it's really like it's just like another world i mean the theater is so it's just so different than than you know film and cinema you know it's really it's like I, I read who was it um, that was talking about this. Um, we're good on time, by the way. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> it, it was uh, um, I forget what's his name from um, from the, the newsroom. Um, I think I just blank on his name. Um, the newsroom, Dumb and Dumber, Jim Carrey, and oh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff so Daniels, yeah, Jeff Daniels did an interview with Daniels. the Hollywood Report. Jeff mm-hmm. Daniels did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, and he was talking about working with Aaron Sorkin versus doing like stage and working with Aaron Sorkin. And it's very true. He basically he made this joke about like you can basically be sitting in the makeup chair on set learning your lines, <laughs> but when you're doing a play or when you're working with someone like Aaron Sorkin, like you you cannot you have to be so prepared. And mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of theater. You know, if it's a musical or whatever it is, it's it's extremely challenging and it's such a performance and it's so big sometimes, you know, it's really it's a very special place. And it is it is also so rewarding because when you do theater, you're getting instant gratification from the audience mm. right there in that moment, whether you tell a joke or you have a dramatic scene, you know, you have the applause, hopefully at the end. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's really I, I, I look I look forward to doing a lot more more theater in my life. Fantastic. There's also that element as well. Once you say we've got that live audience and you get the gratification. Yes, you can, you can feel the game. energy, the draw of what if they're intrigued by what you're doing and, and the reactions they have. It's, it's really, it's a very uh, interesting feeling that it's, it's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, you can even, I mean, I've done theatre when I was in school. I did the, a couple of musicals and things, but very, very amateur type stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get that feeling because you can have a different show every night as well because the, each audience is going to react yes. differently. So you oh, know, it, it's you know, and you know, you might get one which is really, really. I've been, I've watched plays before, and I've been, I've, I've been quite um, shocked to be honest, because no, I, I think I was the only one laughing. It was a comedy, and, I, and all you could hear was me belting out the laughter, <laughs> and everyone else was just sitting there deadpan, and I'm like, oops, <laughs> so it's, you know. But so yeah, and then another time, it's like everybody was howling for the same play. It's quite, you know, it's, it's, it just depends on the audience, but. It is. It's like a different show every night and you try new things. And mm-hmm. it's funny, my favorite moments, actually, uh, when I'm doing a play, it's actually not when I was on the stage. It was actually when you finish the show for that, that, that usually that evening, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the, that time just after the show ends where you're mingling with the other actors and you're talking about tonight's performance and how it was and how different it was from the night before and the things you want to tweak. It's a really, it's a really special, intimate time. And uh, I, you know, I really... I recommend anybody to go and, and give it a shot if they can. Excellent. Fantastic. Some great event. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd love to do something like that again. It was a long time. The best time I ever did, Jesse, was it? I was a pantomime day when I was at university. 
Wow, that's <laughs> so cool. Funny, I love it that. Was the, it was the funniest thing I've ever done. Do you remember really some was. of it? <clears throat> I, I do, actually. I probably can't repeat it now because this was back in the 90s. And um, it was... It had, yeah. It was a I'll just say it was a, it was a heat. So some of the jokes that we obviously said at the time might not, they might not be deemed appropriate now, but it wasn't. Right, right, they right. Weren't, they weren't nasty jokes. They were just things because we all knew each other. So I knew everyone in the audience and things like that. So we could, Got we, it. we we just loved each other to bits. So we knew how yeah. we could um, work each other. So, but yeah, I if I said it, it now, it'd be taken out of context and it'd be like Chris Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So yeah, oh. but yeah, no, it was good. I do remember some of it. <clears throat> good. Now we did mention Wings of Eagles as well because that's one I was interested in because it was a, it's classed as like an unofficial sequel to Chariots of Fire, isn't it? And about Eric Liddell. <laughs> yes, uh, the story was um, so I knew I knew one of the producers on it and um, Jim Green, and it was a Chinese American co-production. And the story mm-hmm. was just I mean, this is the biggest movie I've ever done. This was a this was you know millions and millions and millions of dollars that went into this yeah. movie. And uh, tens of millions. And it was, you know, the whole movie was shot in China. And I mean, I was there for like three months. I mean, it was wow. it was a dream, dream project. And then to work with, you know, with Joe, who I, you know, got to know pretty intimately. And, you know, mm-hmm. we would be, but he and I both lost a lot of weight for this movie because part of the film was us going into a, a, an internment camp. Right. And okay. he and I would get on the treadmill like every day at our hotel and eat very small amounts of food and run together <laughs> You know, we had just these incredible conversations about life and film mm-hmm. and family. And he's such an such an incredible man, such a gentleman. And, you know, it was just such a pleasure to work alongside him. I learned a lot from him. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, someone of his caliber. And so the, the story as well was just so incredible about Eric, you know, where he was. And then, which is all based on truth, what happened to him. I mean, mm-hmm. he did he was, did go back to China and he tried to help these people and yeah. and then did end up going into an internment camp and basically became like the, you know, the, the camp missionary and ended up, you know, um, passing away. Mm. His story was just so, it's heroic and selfless and, um, you know, and so it was this beautiful story and I had the time of my life over there making this film. I mean, it was just, I have another poster over there, actually. It's too big to even carry over, but uh, it's a great <laughs> Joe and I, and uh, it's um, it was a very special movie. They actually, the name of the movie in in China when it when it released, there was two different mm-hmm. versions of the movie. There was the Chinese cut, which yeah. the, movie, the entire movie was about uh, about eighty percent in English, and mm-hmm. um, you know with incredible uh, Chinese actors peppered throughout, and uh, and it was called the Last Race when it premiered in China. Then they yeah. redid the cut. And then it premiered premiered it in for the rest uh, for the Western world, I guess you would say, um, mm-hmm. and in the United States and Canada. And it was called On Wings of Eagles. Completely different movie uh, in in a sense. They had uh, it was like you know it was in about an hour an hour and forty minutes, and the Chinese version was like uh, two hours and forty five minutes long. <laughs> um, uh, that that version was great because they used every single scene of me in the movie, right. <laughs> um, and just the experience was amazing. And I always talk about how it was seeing these, this crew, we used a Hong Kong crew, how their love and passion for cinema, even over there is basically the same love and passion for cinema we have over here and pretty much Mm -hmm. everywhere else in the world. So it was a great experience to see them wanting to tell great stories, no matter where you are and bringing all these people together to have this collaborative film. And it was just, it was 
an incredible movie and I, I, I recommend people to see it. It's, it's, um, it's a great story and, and Joe's work in it is beautiful. Um, I think my work's pretty good in the movie and um, just a fantastic experience, you know, and, and then also just the culture over there was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the, the Chinese culture was just beautiful and, and making a movie throughout this was, was just, was just wild. There was one day we had 2000 extras that were wow. on set. They were literally busting them in um, from like, you know, all these local areas. Uh, it was, it was, cra- it was crazy. It was like an army of people that came in and uh, again, massive scale. It was just, it was wild, hmm. wild movie. Does sound, I'll have to watch it actually. I've not seen it, so we'll watch it. That, that, that sounds incredible. And I mean, I love um, Joseph Fiennes as well, because you're right, he's just such an exquisite actor. He really is. Um, everything he does, I mean. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Shakespeare Love was in one love, of his yes. great ones. I actually watched that movie in the plane on the way over to go work with him. And then as soon as I got off the plane, oh, yeah, I okay. went and had coffee with him. And I was like, ah, it was great. <laughs> he does, yeah. He's very he, he's very Shakespearean as well with Joseph, uh, Joseph Fiennes as well. And obviously, you know, Royal Shakespeare Company. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just cut my little slight out that I got confused between the two. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, um, obviously you've got um, I've forgotten the, the film he was in in the, the World War Two one as well, the Russian one. That was amazing. Oh, Enemy uh, of the Gates. Enemy in of the Red Gates. Line. Yeah, no, the Enemy oh, of the Gates as well because he's behind in Enemy. Yeah, the Enemy of the Gates. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, with uh, Ed Harris as well. That was a he was phenomenal on that as well. He's just yeah, he's a good break. Love so, so it, it must have been yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, your second building that with him. So, you know, it must be a huge honor to be able to, to film that. Um, it was sun- it was incredible. It was it was just really, really incredible. It sounds like the Chinese version was like the Zack Snyder version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very, exactly. Very, I'm just started watching that, so don't spoil anything for me. But, yeah, it was just really, right. it, was, it was amazing. It was a great, the entire film was such a collaboration. It was actually had two directors. One was a Hong Kong director and the other one was a, a Canadian director. And, mm-hmm. um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was just, it was just great. It was just, it was an incredible learning experience. And uh, again, challenging and rewarding all at the same time. Fantastic. I mean, you know, you have got um, you've a lot of credits to your name under there. So you've been, you know, it's great that you've been, you're getting the work and coming in and everything like that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> it's nice. It's obviously, you know, it's, it's nice to see. Um and, and landing roles like you have done with obviously that you got D-Day, which is posted behind there as well, which it's, um, I love, for some reason it's funny. I love doing period pieces. I love, mm. I love, I love doing films that take place in other times and, you know, uh, different worlds. I just really get into these characters, I guess, easier than others. I mean, I obviously playing someone current is great. I love it. It's just, I can really sink my fingers into something that's, you know, like this character and the character in, in On Wings of Eagles and, mm-hmm. and other movies I've done. It's just, I know it's kind of like how Johnny Depp is able to um, get into these characters. I'm just talking about him artistically, not personally. Yeah. Uh, ju- you know, how he's able to just dive into these characters that are really out of this world. I think he has mm-hmm. an easier time doing that because it's not him. 
it's these characters. Mm. And I feel very similar that way. You know, I love jumping into that. You just jump off the cliff. You're in the, you're in this character and you walk and talk differently. And, and I yeah. very much enjoy that. Excellent. No, that's great. Yeah. It's fun about Johnny Depp, by the way. It's, yeah. Because right, some people I know there's a massive camp for and a massive camp against, but you know, <laughs> that's yeah. a crazy situation. You know, unless you, you're there, totally. like, it's difficult to, to we'll to, see to what comprehend. the outcome is. I, yeah, I, I, but, yeah. But you're right. He, he just slips into characters, you know, He's Jack Sparrow. There's no other one who could ever play that character because you just know. Yeah, I'm huge <laughs> fans of those movies. Grew up watching oh, them. Yeah. They're absolutely phenomenal. And uh, yeah, definitely brilliant. And that actually, Helen Irving then kind of asks me a question, which we can kind of piggyback on these on what you've just talked about. Is obviously you, you did learn a lot about acting from your parents, but has there been a film or a TV show that has helped you gain exceptional experiences you never thought you'd have learned or partaken in before? Like a skill, maybe travel somewhere particular to China, uh, work with a particular person, or just some advice that you were given. Um, working with Joe was a big deal. Uh, I, you know, spending a, that mm-hmm. much time with him and um, and you know, watching him. You know, when you watch someone like Joe work, you're you're really watching like you're watching one of these greats. You know, the movies he's been in, the commitment level that he gives, and and you know, it's like watching like Christian Bale or you know. Um, any of these great, great actors and actresses, they, Christian's one of my favorite actors. I love him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's just, it's like, what, like, you know, like Judy Dench or something, you know, and, and you, when you're with them and their energy is so palpable, you can feel it. And work, when you work with them, uh, they're so committed. It, it's just, it's so inspiring and, and watching his commitment level and, and watching what he brought to life with that character. And he, and, I mean, it was also a huge responsibility for him to have to play that role. I mean, he had the weight of this movie on his shoulders, you know, day in and day out. And it was a heavy movie. And and so it was just really inspiring and to watch that and then to be involved in the cogwheels of that with him was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then also that proved to me that I could go toe to toe essentially with someone of that caliber which, you know, obviously yeah. made me feel very good about my own work oh, yeah. and what I do. And so that allowed me to be like, okay, great. Like if, if someone does come along that way, I, I, I might be able to, to work with them in that way. And, you know, I'm, and I'm being humble about it, but I, I, I did feel at the time I was like, oh, wow, Joe's just incredible. And, and then, you know, working with him for the first day when I did a scene with him, you know, we had a great time. We did a lot of laughing and it was just great. And then, so that kind of stuff is always really helpful, you know, boost your confidence level that way. Um, cause every role in every movie has its own challenges. Yeah. Um, and of course I've learned, you know, a, a lot from my father in the sense of all the conversations that we have and the experience mm-hmm. that I've had with him. Um, you know, the best thing I've learned from my dad, you know, with acting is, is the stillness and, and calmness that he has, you know, I've taken some of that into my work because he he's very good at listening and he takes mm-hmm. his time and everything, you know, in today's world is very fast paced and very instant gratification. And movies are, you know, as an actor, a lot of it is listening and reacting. And yeah. he does it so, so well. He's just a master of, of you know, having a cigar in his mouth and listening to someone else over here and then waiting a moment and then delivering his line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. What you just said there as well, it reminds me, especially working with, with Joe as well. Um, I spoke to an actress um, a couple of years ago now. She'd been on a film with Samuel Jackson. Right, the, the same sort of you know she I, I'll never forget the story because she said 
what she was learning of being in the moment, like you say, you can work with someone, you can it helps you, you know, what you when you say your own caliber that you're you are good in it, you know, you feel good enough in yourself that you're working with someone like that. Yeah. But I think there was a scene her brother had been killed in the in the film, and the script said she was just gonna carry on and leave. But she said at the spur of the moment, she thought, well, no, my character wouldn't. She, you know, my character would want to turn around and say goodbye one last time to her brother. And she turned around ad hoc, you know, ad lib, sorry. She just turned around to go back to have a look. And she felt an arm clasp her like that. And it was Samuel Jackson. who was, And he just said, you don't want to see him like that. You don't want to remember him like that. And turned around and walked. And it was just like, Completely unscripted. He like yeah, that. He knew stuff, exactly. That stuff is so good. That happens all the time, and it is it, when those moments happen. It's incredible. Like yeah. it's they're beautiful. I can't tell you how many times that kind of in the moment um, magic happens. It's it's called that's like it's the movie magic. That stuff happens, and it's really mm. it's just perfect. It's it's what you're feeling. It's in the moment, and it usually always works. And you can yeah. never get it again. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I, I love those moments. The Hollywood exactly. the Hollywood movie magic. It is, yeah, serendipitous moment, I think, as Ron Thomas would have told it. <laughs> yes. Where everything not... just falls in place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I didn't mean just Hollywood, but it happens everywhere, of course. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just uh, those those magical moments are, are really, they're very special. I was trying to remember that. Actually, one of those happened um, here because um, my dad actually had a great part in this movie. I, he came to set. And mm-hmm. I spoke to the writer and the, and the producer. I was like, guys, let's just throw him in here. Like, he would love to have a part. He'll die on the beach. He'll do something. Let him let him do something. And they wrote this great scene between he and I. And there was some great natural stuff that happened between him and I um, that wasn't scripted. It was just, it was so, it just had this great ebb and flow to it. And it was so natural. And again, the, this the magic happened. And it, it happened on the day of, and they used it in the movie. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And I mean, obviously, like, I mean, I'm sorry to talk about your dad, but he, he did mention, obviously, how he takes on those roles and very calm and collected. Someone sent a question in, and I actually kind of agree with this because, obviously, like I said, I'm the 80s kid as well. Yeah. And it was like, how's, how was it seeing your dad playing the scary bad guy and like the karate kid and, and Cobra Kai, obviously, and against his real personality? Because, obviously, when I was little, even coming back on Cobra Kai now, because I remember Crease, <laughs> and he scared the bejesus out of me. Well, you really did when I was younger. So obviously, you know, and obviously, I know your dad, Martin. He's not that light in real life. So, okay. So I think it's, they're, they're just Are asking. You sure? you know, well, yeah, I don't know actually. I'll ask you. <laughs> That's what uh-huh. I'm asking. She always wondered what he's like just in kidding. real life. <laughs> uh, my dad's great. You know, it's funny. Every character that he does, there's some aspect of that character that is within him in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess in the sense of John Kreese, you know, my dad is my dad's. My dad's energy is like he's like an outlaw in the sense of like he 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 is a, a, a lone wolf, you know, in his life. You know, he mm-hmm. he doesn't always take no for an answer, you know, um, and he's just, you know, he's gotten to where he is because of his own tenacity. And yeah. I think there's a bit of that in John Kreese where he, you know, he has a vision in mind and he wants to achieve that. And so, you know, there's bits of that sprinkled in there with him. But you know, my dad in real life, he's a nature man. He loves to be out in, in nature and outside and be with horses. And, and, you know, he loves to sit and smoke his cigars and watch football and, you know, be with family. One of the greatest joys of his life is, you know, my nephew, my, my sister's son, who's three, yeah. has the most fun with him. And, you know, so he's, he's a big family man. He's a spiritual man. 
and you know he's uh he's he, he's an outlaw all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic to hear it really is and i mean i do like that again about cobra kai because obviously we see as in creed obviously it's where your character comes into it as well <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the show is um because i didn't realize who you were until obviously after i was, I was looking i was like really i was like whoa <laughs> it's like a mind-blowing moment um yeah so, it's happened that way it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah but i do love that backstory there as well it's um because it's all about perspective so you know you grow up thinking this but why if you look at his past and how he was obviously treated out in, in the vietnam war so and going through all that hell and you can see where where it's sort of spiritually come from i mean i actually commented on a post on facebook today in one of the cobra kai groups because someone had mentioned that and I said, well, it's like Anakin Skywalker. I think it was Dave Filoni came out recently and said, Anakin Skywalker, to him, never turned bad. What he was doing was trying to restore peace in the galaxy, get rid of a corrupt Senate, um, get rid of this old, um, you know, faked out old religion that's deciding it wants to take over and planning terrorist attacks across the galaxy to do, you know, and killing hundreds and thousands of people at the same time with all these little rebellion terror you know it's like calling a rebellion a terrorist attack and anakin never turned to the dark side he was just looking for peace and restoring it all back to the you know to, and that's and it's just a perspective look that's how that's what i was trying right. to get at you just look at it as a perspective no of course there is that so, element i mean there is the star wars element in there completely i talk about that all the time there's <laughs> such a star wars element within within cobra kai completely mm-hmm especially at the end of season three, episode 10, you know, that whole, that whole finale was just incredible. It was like these clashing of, you know, the Sith and the Jedi <laughs> and the next generation. It was unbelievable. Even the music was, was, was very Star Wars-esque uh, because mm. that's what they wanted. They had those Star Wars horns in there. I even spoke to the writers about it. I was like, I, I saw you guys. I know what you did. And, you know, cause that's, it's their Star Wars and they, and they love it and uh it's you know it has this a similar phenomenon with people they just love it the fandom is crazy for for mm. cobra kai oh yeah and, uh, so yes those elements do exist <laughs> excellent excellent obviously your character is barrett there as well you know you, you instigated the whole thing by by bullying crease when he was younger and, yeah. and picking on him um <laughs> jamie lee hamilton's actually said would you rather have played the part of young john crease than barrett considering the connection you know uh it's funny. I, and Barrett and I have become, you know, good friends. He's a, he's a mm-hmm. great guy. And, you know, he and I talked for the past year before this released because, you know, we were so excited for people to, to see it. Yeah. And um, if that opportunity came up for me, you know, obviously I would have treated it the same as I did with, with David, you know, I would have treated mm-hmm. it with honor and, and, and it would have had a great time. It would have been really fun, but um, you know, it's, it's worked out great. You know, I thought Barrett did an incredible job and he took it yeah, very seriously and he, he paid just as much homage and respect as I did with, you know, for David and being involved mm-hmm. in the show. And, you know, he was very, um, he was very concerned with his portrayal of, of, you know, crease. And he, he spoke to my dad several times and uh, you know, he even asked me a couple questions and, um, he was great. I was very happy with, with how that turned out. And he's a great guy and he's, you know, he's got a lot of success his way. And, um, it was just fun to, to, you know, to tussle with him. And, uh, <laughs> we had a great time, man. He was just as excited as I was on the day of, yeah. and it was really nice to share that with him. Fantastic. He really does play the intensity as well, especially in those, in the scenes out in the jungle and stuff and, and with the captain and everything like that, you know, it's just, it was very, very, you know, so, I mean, it's just, I, I keep singing his praise. It's just the whole show is just so well done. I can't uh, say that on. enough. You know, I, mean, they, just... they, I appreciate that, man. I mean, who knows, man? You may see David again. 
you know, they've, there's been public talk about maybe a, a Kree spinoff series. Who knows, man? If he does come back, I would I would be the first to jump uh, jump at that opportunity. It'd be incredible. That'll be pretty cool, actually, because there's so much of that. Because they've they've opened they've like opened the can of worms with Kreese now. Because there's that, oh, you've got that entire history. Um, yeah, the you know, plot. I mean, so it would be yeah. it would be cool. It would be. Yeah, people have been joking as well. The last final phone call that he made as well was uh, uh, it's, I was just the one I love most is the phone call he made was to John Rambo. Uh, because you, because I love that. I haven't heard that one. That's really good. I love that. I thought that'd be hilarious. You know, his last phone call was to John Rambo. It's actually his the... mom. Nobody knows the truth, but it's actually his mom. His mom's going to come in and it's <laughs> yeah. going to just completely destroy everything. Exactly. Because if you thought Crease was bad, wait till you see his mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, there's a little old age pension over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweeping the leg. <laughs> Helen, sorry, um, Helen's also quite an obvious. Cobra Kai had to sell her Helen. Sorry, can't speak. Helen Irvin again um, with with Cobra Kai. Did you need a stunt double for your fight scenes, or did you not need so, one with your acting, uh, your action experience that you've got? They had one. Uh, they had one on standby for me. He literally looked just like me, dressed the same, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I did not use him once for any of the scenes, um, and I guess I'm I guess I'm pretty proud of that. But you know, I. I um I had some some scrapes and bruises and because I, I really like to dive into that stuff and if I can make it as real as possible I will you know I, I like to yeah. commit to that you know obviously within within you know reality I'm not going to jump out of a building I might though actually <laughs> that actually would be kind of I'd push myself to these limits but uh, maybe like Tom Cruise I don't know if I'd climb yeah. the Burj but um, the Burj Khalifa oh, but he's just incredible yeah, it's scary yeah. as hell him doing that. but i i went up to the stunt double at the end of that day and i shook right. his hand and he's a great guy and i was like dude i'm so sorry that like you didn't get to like you know play this today and he, and he gave me the best compliment he was just like no man he's like you he's like you actually made my job easier it's like if i don't have to get involved he's like that's 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 great for me um oh, wow. and uh so a great guy it was just it was we had a great time fantastic fantastic that's what i said so, yeah that's quite nice to hear i suppose from because <laughs> yeah i guess yeah if he has to well, get he in was there, there and he was dressed up in his costume and i was like oh mm-hmm. well he didn't get to and i was like you know i really wanted him to you know they throw me through a window i'd probably be like no nah, you know what it's it's totally you can do that it's all right <laughs> yeah you get it, yeah yeah the glass yeah get it <laughs> yeah. i don't want to i'll hear any any uh <laughs> pain like that but yeah tom cruise like oh God, i didn't realize he could even on that top gun 2 screen he's sat in the back he's actually in the cockpit as well you know the plane oh it's yeah it's incredible insane i mean huge Jackie fan Chan's of another one as well yeah yeah absolutely fantastic. i think it's great oh it is it's you know that they can yeah if they're brave enough to do it i'm sure their insurance and their insurance uh, companies must be uh, pretty scared every time they go go near a film set but <laughs> <laughs> excellent i've kind of got one final fan question then um obviously I've, left from here yeah, and that's just this it. is nothing to do with any show this is just laura burn she says would you ever like to visit scotland Obviously, oh, she's in scotland and she'd love to meet you i think <laughs> visiting scotland is at the top of my list i've traveled i've traveled a lot around the world and i really really want to go to scotland um scotland and ireland both of them i would really love to go visit them both um it's it, i'm not even kidding actually my dad's as well literally on the top of our list is to go there we'll probably go there in the next year or so with you know as things open up which would be great um, so yes, the answer is yes with a big, big exclamation point on the end. Excellent, excellent. You also miss Wales out there for the Celtic countries. That's where I am. So yeah, oh, <laughs> you have to stop beauty. in Wales on the way to help. <laughs> I love it. 
We'll grab fact, some coffee. Not, yeah. Yeah, a couple of hours away from uh, where Christian Bale is born, actually. Oh, beautiful. Because <laughs> he's beautiful. Welsh, so yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So, I mean, you've obviously got a few more projects on the go at the moment. Is there anything that you can, can talk about? I know this is a tricky question when I come to it. because um, there, is, there is uh, there's a lot of projects coming up. Um, and, you know, one that I always tell people to release this year, which was fantastic, was... Max Reload in the Nether Blasters with Kevin Smith mm-hmm. was great. Uh, Bring Me a Dream is a thriller I did. Um, my dad's got a fun little cameo in that. That's a thriller. Check that out. Christmas on the Menu is a great, fun, sweet movie if you're looking for something fun and sweet. Christmas movie I did. And then um, I'm off to do several several other films um, in the next month and a month, month and a half mm-hmm. um, and all around the country, which is great. And, um, and there's a couple in the works. And uh, there's another project with my dad. So there's a lot of great stuff. Wow. And uh, it's been a it's been a busy year, you know, despite, unfortunately, the, the COVID pandemic. So I am grateful for that. But um, some really great stuff coming in. Fantastic. Fantastic. No, that sounds great. And it's great. It's great to hear that you've got all that work coming in as well. You, you're right with COVID. It's been really difficult for a lot of people. So um, there's a lot of films. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of films that I'm going to have to be watching now. Yes, please, please do. Oh no, I will do. Don't worry, I'll, I'll do. I will support you. You know, it's, it's fantastic, uh, especially after talking to you even more. Um, you see people in, like yourself in Cobra Kai. You know, things like Cobra Kai. And you're like, you, you get interested then, so you obviously go out and look. And and because yeah, you know, it's not sycophantic. The acting was really well done. So you think, right. oh, okay, that's a, someone to watch. I'll find out what else there. And, and you know, and it's so it's. it's if anyone is watching, listening, that's actually really good. We can we'll all go out and, and support any way we can in that way by watching yeah. the films. <laughs> um, I've got one one last question, Jesse, for you before I start yeah. recording, which is a shame because obviously I want to, I'd carry on all night, but I know you can't. You've got the day, <laughs> from, right? That's all right. Is um, if you this is a character question based on I had a guy come on my show once who was a muppeteer for Jim Henson for a few for thirty odd years, and this was sent to him. So if you could have a wow. muppet created after you. Or if there's an existing one, what kind of Muppet would you be and why? <laughs> oh, this is a great question. I love it. <laughs> one, I love Muppets, man. Muppets are incredible. I one of my my favorite Muppet movie was Muppets on Treasure Island. It's literally oh, it's amazing. Best, I, an incredible movie. I I love that. What was the song they sang? It was like uh, um, well, they got a cabin uh, fever on that one, haven't they? Um, I've got cabin fever. Yeah, <laughs> that one's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, boom, shakalakala, boom, shakalakala, boom, Let's say if I don't know, I guess I mean I guess it would be my own version of Jesse. Would be funny. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess a good, you know, some energetically fun, maybe a little brooding guy. Um, but <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't think I'd be Kermit. Um, who would I? I, I'm trying to think. I get maybe the Cookie Monster. I love cookies so much. Um, <laughs> aspect good. of him within me. Um, but do I have to make up a name for him? If you want to make up a name, you can do. Yeah. I, I think Jesse. I'd love. I'd love there to be a Jesse Muppet. Fair enough. Cool. Sounds good. Be great. I was going. <laughs> I did my Kermit. I've got. I, I do some really poor impressions. So my Kermit. You're needed on set. Really good. Kermit, Kermit, <laughs> yeah, I can't do. I did the odor and everything as well. I'm not going to bore you with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. Anyway, <clears throat> anything else, Jesse, that you would like to say to people who are watching or listening before I stop the recording? 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm really active on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Jesse Cove, J-E-S-S-E-K-O, Via's Victor E's Network, uh, Jesse Cove. I uh, love to hear from you guys. And uh, I just really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, just remember, you don't show the opponent mercy.